All right, everybody. We're here. The, we're here with the Fadeaway Podcast. Uh, my name is Ali. I'm Zen. And we just starting this podcast because we're both huge basketball fans, especially NBA fans. Not especially. Like it's not like we watch your league, but we are very. Big I watch your league sometimes. Okay, yeah, sure you do. We are very big NBA fan. Yeah, I watch also NBL. You know the Australian league. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. But yeah, we watch uh, NBA a lot, and we thought, eh, this could be a good outlet for us to talk about it more professionally, more in detail, or whatever. So, and just to say, we also recorded a podcast two weeks ago, but we never released it because <laughs> some technical difficulties. But it doesn't matter now. This is let's basically just we were on a free trial, but we forgot to download it, and yeah. as you can tell we're not not professionals in this field (laughs) we have to rely on free trials because we're just students yeah but for now we'll be making some money soon right yeah a lot of money we'll get some sponsors for this podcast probably cd because it's sponsored we'll be on the shop one day (laughs) yeah the shop featuring lebron james and drake what was his name uh maverick Maverick yeah But anyway, so uh, it's July 1st right now, and we are uh, just uh, – yeah, last night we just finished up the Western Conference Finals with the Phoenix Suns advancing to their first final since 1983. Charles Barkley got to be really happy about that. And Chris Paul, the first final in his illustrious 16-year career, which is – I think it's pretty awesome. You got to root for the guy, right? Yeah. I, I love Chris Paul. I think he's probably my second favorite point guard after Steph Curry. Even though some people don't classify Steph as a true point guard, but I think on the team sheet, he, it does say PG with his name. So, yeah, I think he, he deserves it. 16 years, he's been grinding hard. Led the league in assists. He's led the league in steals. He's been to 11 All-Star games, 10 All-NBA teams. Um, I mean, if he gets this championship and a finals MVP, I think he can make an argument for second best point guard of all time, even above Steph Curry as a true point guard. I mean, like, even though I like Steph Curry more, but people debate his point guard ability, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean. I had somebody recently tell me that Nikola Jokic is a point guard. So anybody oh, can debate whatever. Right. <laughs> he tried to justify. He have 8.3 assists, though, per game. Yeah. yeah. But apparently, he's a point guard. Assists, man, but. I mean, he's a center, man. He's seven feet yeah, tall. Yeah, of course. I know. Yeah. I mean, to be a center or a point guard, you have to also guard the other point guard or guard the other shooting guard, but whatever. That's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Phoenix Suns just dominated this playoffs. They've been a little bit lucky too because of the injuries, but still, they just have been a very consistent team. Uh, this was a coming out party for DeAndre Aiden, and this was a chance to for Devin Booker to, like, have to finally prove himself because – He's been on this awful, awful franchise for six years. And uh, let's be fair, like, this was an awful franchise before these two past years, uh, this past two years, before uh, Chris Paul came, before Monty Williams became the coach. It was a very bad franchise. They were losing 60 games, but now... I'd say they've only been good since the bubble. Wouldn't you say that? Like, even last guess, year, they weren't... They I guess, weren't that I guess so, yeah. They were, they were better than the year before, but... Yeah, in the bubble, since bubble, they've been, they've been the very like good team that we expected. Not expected, but this was a very good team that we saw since the bubble. And now, with the addition of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, they've been a very, very solid team. So, this was a, this is going to be a very fun 
final for the Suns because now they're going to get a four or five day break, right? Yeah, they'll get a nice break, but that could go two ways as well, right? If you're rusty, the other team's yeah. fresh and they've recently played an NBA game, it might take them a game or two to get back in rhythm. But I feel like the way Chris Paul's played, he's got his mojo back. I feel like last series, he completely dominated the Nuggets. Every yeah. game he played, he I think he averaged 25 points and 10 assists, which is, you know, that's ridiculous if you think about it in, in the grand scheme of things. In the closeout game for that series, he shot 30, he made 30, he had 37 points. So he sort of got that CP3 back. Uh, in the last three or four games. I don't know if COVID has something to do with it. Maybe it does. You it know, does, like for you, sure. I think you, so. You take some time to get yeah. your physical capabilities back. But I feel like uh, he's finally gotten that back. He was shooting pretty bad from the field. I think he was like 19 for 60 coming into this game, which is pretty bad, considering that yeah. he's a good shooter. You know, he has like a good mid-range game. His layups are always on target. He's, he can drive to the basket. But... um. Yeah, 41 points, 30 in the second half. That he he when he checked into the game, the Clippers uh cut the lead to seven points yesterday. Yeah. When he checked out, they had the 24 point lead. So that all and he made 25 of their 30 points, I think, in a row. Or or 19 of 25. I remember yeah. reading the stat yesterday. So it was basically entirely him. There was like Devin Booker was out of the game. DeAndre Aiden wasn't doing much. It was just him who sort of put the game to bed and yeah, that's just what he does. He's one of the most underrated clutch players in the league, also. Yeah, for sure. This series, other than first game, other than game one, was a struggle for Devin Booker in terms of shooting. And I get a lot of like it was many factors. Like a lot of it was Patrick Beverly. Like I know, yet like right now the climate on Patrick Beverly is he's the most hated man in the NBA because he pushed Chris Paul and he was he was just being a a menace yesterday. So, but he's he. Did a great defensive job on Devin Booker, and Devin Booker was not the best shooter this series. He shot 38% from the field and 28% from the three-pointer, so that barely had some effect. I also think the nose injury kind of held them back. Not he, I don't think he adjusted well to wearing a mask, and I don't know. I don't think he ever got over that hump of the injury. But Chris Paul was there. Aiden was. Aiden has just been consistent in the whole playoffs. I yeah, I think, think they like, need to run more plays for Aiden, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I think it, that pick and roll they run with pretty much anybody, Chris Paul, Booker, or Payne, if they run a uh, pick and roll with Aiden, it's going to be a score because Aiden is such a good player on the rim. He's very athletic. And he's becoming more fundamental, which is really good because sometimes players who are like really athletic sometimes are not fundamental at all. Or the other way, they're like Tim Duncan syndrome. They're very fundamental, but they're not athletic at all. <laughs> so sometimes... Yeah. It's like you get one of the two, and sometimes that doesn't work. But like a, a guy like DeAndre Aiden, I think is becoming more fundamental, and he's already really athletic, which is really good for a center right now in this climate of NBA. Yeah, no, I think DeAndre Aiden's definitely maturing more, and uh, also it's not his fault that he doesn't get enough plays because obviously there's CP and Devin Booker on the same team, so it's very guard dominant. But I think another guy who needs to step up if if the Suns need to win have they won over in the championship is uh Mikael Bridges because yeah. I don't think he's been his true self in the postseason or especially in this series so far um he averaged 13.5 points a game I think in the regular season but coming into this series he, he sh- I think he had 11 total points in game four and five combined and this is with most of the attention going to D-Book, CP, uh, and DeAndre Ayton. So he's getting those open shots. He's getting those open looks. He's just not converting at the moment. And he's very athletic, so he's not even driving. That's just that's what works for him, right? His, he's a very improved shooter this season, but 
the thing that works for him, he's not doing that. He's being very passive and not not shooting enough. Maybe it's the playoff moment. It's his first playoff. He needs some time to adjust. But I think he definitely needs to step up, especially in the finals, because Atlanta is a very underrated defensive team, and also Milwaukee is just like a beast defensively. We know that. So no matter what team gets to the finals, he has to step up because he's going to be open more often than not. Like because he's the D book's going to be double most plays, and then CP is going to be double most plays. So. He has to be one of those guys that is making his shots at least. I'm not saying like average 20 points a game and just ball out, right? But yeah. if he can maintain that regular season 13.5, 14 points a game and use his athleticism to his advantage, I feel like he could he could be a difference maker, a key, a key player for them in the finals. Yeah, but I don't know about being doubled. If they play Milwaukee, Milwaukee is just going to let them score as much as points they want because they just play the drop coverage and they don't adjust. <laughs> And they don't realize, oh, oh, this guy's a good shooter. Maybe we should get on him. No, no, no. Let's just yeah, they're going space. to get killed on the drop coverage if it's CP yeah. and Devin Booker because they're both yeah. really good. Uh, they're both mid-range kings. And that's the, shot players, that, yeah. that's the shot that Milwaukee, for whatever reason, doesn't defend well. Let's play the drop coverage every game. And yeah, the footer's been killing them this game, this yeah. series, sorry, with, uh, with Trey Young. Yeah. But, no, I feel like Phoenix has a good opportunity, but... You know, I just, I wanted PG to do well in this series. Mm. And unfortunately, he did not do well in the last game. But I feel like in the previous games, he was, I think he showed up. I think he yeah. did show that he's one of the top 20 or 15 players in the league, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the unreleased podcast that we did, on the one that will probably never come out, we, <laughs> I kind of uh, criticized Paul George and I was like, are we even sure he's a top 20 player anymore? Because at the time we were recording the podcast, he was struggling heavily against. I think I said he is, right? Did I not? Did you say he's top 20? I think I did. I, I'm I, saying he is right no, now. No, yeah, I said, I said, I said, like, I said, yeah. was like, I'm not sure oh, if he's okay. top 20 anymore because, yeah. like, he's being very passive and he was against the Mavericks, he was okay. Against the Jazz, he was just not, at, like, the first couple of games, he was not playing well. And then suddenly, as soon as I said it, he scores 30, 40, 30, 40. And he keeps having like double doubles, like 30 and 15, 40 and 10. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But this playoffs, I mean, this series, he was very good. He, was, he averaged 20.28.7 points, 10.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. Those are superstar numbers. I can't hate that. But it's just something, uh, it just, he gave everything he had, but got to get credit to Phoenix. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah. No, I agree. I think he, Except the last game, I feel like he played a good series overall, especially without Kawhi. Uh, but I think the hate towards PG, even yesterday after that game, it was pandemic P, pandemic P was trending on Twitter and then yeah. everyone was like getting on that guy and roasting him. Uh, I feel like some of that hate is justified, but most of it doesn't have any basis in my opinion because that guy is a top, I would say he's a top three two-way player in the league. Top five, top three debatable, but top five for sure. Yeah. And I was reading this interesting stat um, yesterday that he started the postseason, so he's played all games, uh, and he's had 20 points or more in all each of those games. He's the first player since Kobe Bryant, uh, since Kevin Durant in 2018 to do that. Mm. So he's that caliber of player. He has that offensive output, but we just don't see it because he puts pressure on himself. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Durant or Kobe yeah. Bryant, uh, like play, other players on that list, I have that down. It's Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and then Paul George. Wait, LeBron so. didn't have 20-point 20 po- po- 20 games last year? No. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so that's he's crazy. starting the postseason with a 20 points a game. He's the fourth player to open on that streak. So he, you know, he might have missed like a game, you know, because he had AD also. So he might have had like 19 one game. So there's only four players on that list and it's Paul George now. That's actually a really crazy start because like yeah. Kawhi in 2019, I thought he was, he, I think he might have 20 every Exactly, game. right? That's what I thought. But then yeah. when I looked it up, it was like he had, a, I think he had a 17 point outing. So, you know, every player has that bad, game or two in, in the playoffs. Or just some of the games where, like, the other guys, like, and last year, probably Anthony Davis had a really good game, and LeBron probably yeah. had, like, 18 or 19 Yeah, points. exactly, right? Yeah. And, like, LeBron probably had, like, 12 assists that game, so he was being yeah. more of a passer. Yeah. But, uh, but neither that started, I sort of realized that, okay, maybe PG doesn't deserve that much hit, even though he should have stepped up, he should have been more yeah. aggressive, but to be on a list with those people as being the only people, only, uh, you know, players with 20 points or more in 18 straight postseason games to start off this postseason, I think it's, yeah, it, it speaks for itself. Like, they're all Hall of Famers and they're all, like, the best scorers to ever do it. So, uh, yeah, I just felt kind of sad for PG also because, you know, now he's going to be called Pandemic P for, like, a long time, at least till next year. Yeah. But, I mean, he did this to himself also in a way because he he called himself Playoff P. Like, no one called him Playoff P. Yeah. His teammates didn't say it. His coach didn't say it. It was him who said it, not the fans. The fans didn't say it. So, I don't know. I, I think you should, if you talk the talk, you should walk the walk also. And, you know, you should expect this criticism yeah. when you don't perform well. Imagine if LeBron was saying, I'm, like, championship lebron or something and like or whatever like uh i'm like winner lebron whatever right like he then every time he loses it's going to be like oh that's that's a winner lebron he's <laughs> losing again well like, i i think this is something that every star has to deal with anytime in his career like even lebron early on in his career he was called the chosen one or he was called like he i think some points he was calling himself king james and then whenever he lost oh queen james whatever <laughs> so everybody ha- goes through that i guess I I really like even like even if I even if I'm the one like criticizing them or like I don't know slandering them, I like it when they prove me wrong. Like Paul George, I I really like that performance. I like that he came out and was like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna be my best self." And he was saying he trained with the guy that helped him be have the MVP season back in OKC. So this was nice to see. And without Kawhi, I think the way he stepped up, like even though even though they came short, I think he did more than expected because everybody thought. As soon as Kawhi bent down, they're gonna to lose to Utah, but they went. Uh, they went to Utah in Game Five against that hostile crowd. They won that game, and PG had a great game. Then they came back in Game Six. PG had a great game, but it was a tennis bang game, and they just won that. And they took Suns to Game Six. So mm-hmm. I think they just exceeded ex- expectations, even though Kawhi was not there, and they were just playing with a bunch of like, uh, they're not. They were not like stars, or they were not like good starters they were really good role players and they showed out which was a great thing to see yeah i think well, what you mentioned there about the other players are or the others are they they were balling out this season or this playoffs and especially reggie jackson yeah. he averaged 18 points in the playoffs which is insane he's shot 49 percent from the floor 43 percent from three pointers he's not had this good of a season since like i don't even remember i remember he had a one really good season in detroit i feel like 
I saw more of that Reggie Jackson, Jackson than a role player. He was a star on that Detroit team. Yeah. And also Marcus Morris balled out like in the last few games. He, I remember one game he had six for seven shooting in the first quarter. Yeah. He had like 22 points and he was the one who kick-started their sort of resurgence or comeback. That was game and, five where Marcus yeah, Morris had a really right? good first half then Paul George yeah. took over in the and second. And then Paul George took over in the third yeah. quarter. So uh, he really stepped up. Even in yesterday's game, he actually took more shots than PG. He took 17 shots and he was making a high percentage of them and he's sort of the guy who's I wouldn't say key in the sense they're best player but when he's playing well the Clippers are not beatable because he's the guy who's being left open in the corners the most yep. he's a corner three-point shooter that's his role and there's an interesting stat that every time he shot 50% or better in the play in the postseason they're eight and oh so they always win when he makes his shots because he's the guy who's been left open he's the guy who they sag off of when they're doubling PG or Terrence man they were doubling Terrence man for some of those possessions which is <laughs> you know wait did you say they, they were 50 Every time you shot over fifty percent, they won. Yeah. Well, they lost last night. Except <laughs> last, except last night. Yeah. So before last night, so they're yeah. eight and one now. But before last night, they're eight and zero when they when he shot fifty percent. So yeah. he's one of their keys. And even last night, it wasn't you know Marcus Morris's fault. Yeah, yeah. I would say that they lost. I think Paul like, George had to be more aggressive. Which yeah, Paul George had to take his shots and had to like force the issue a bit. But yeah. Uh, Players like Marcus Morris and uh, Reggie Jackson, even DeMarcus Cousins, he came in and he like he balled out. I think he yeah. had, uh, had you know, 15 points. points one game in game five. He had 15 yeah. points. And even yesterday, he had a couple good possessions. But uh, yeah, it, it was just an overall team effort because Kawhi gives you like 30 to 35 in clutch games, right? Like that's his job. He has to give you 30 if you want to win a clutch game. And they sort of distributed that, those points amongst Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Trent's man and, and DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, and yeah. to kind of like mention, like, this team had very good role players with, like, Reggie Jackson suddenly going from role player to main piece, Marcus Morris, the same thing. Nicholas Batum came in and contributed a lot. Cousins yeah. as well. And Patrick Beverly. I mean, yeah, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, this has got to go with credit. We got to give credit to Tyron Lue because – for the longest time, like a lot of people, including me, I was like, oh, this guy is just like LeBron's henchman or whatever. He's just there to do LeBron's job. But then he went to the Clippers. Doc Rivers gets fired. He takes over the Clippers. And I don't know, I didn't have high expectations from him in the playoffs. But the way he led this team, the way he made adjustments, the way he got a, 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 something from no like no-name players like Tennis Mann, or like Nicholas Batum become a con- became a contributor and he was starting at center for a lot of game against Utah and that's what helped him win the small ball. And like using these players and finding what works for them and putting them beside Paul George and Kawhi. I think we got to give respect to Tyron Lue. I think this like shows that he's a top 10 coach in this league because like a lot of coaches like Mr. Budenhoser have great regular seasons, but when it comes to playoffs or Doc Rivers or when it comes to playoffs, they just don't know how to adjust to the situation. They just don't know how to, like, and playoffs is more con- concentrated. So you got to focus on the team that you're playing, not just the, your general uh, sets or whatever. But Tyron Lue realized what he has to do against Utah. Tyron Lue realized what he has to do against Dallas. And he took Suns to the sixth game. So we got to give credit to Tyron Lue for that. No, I agree. I think Tyron Lue is a very underrated coach. He, he His adjustments were extremely good. And, 
I think he was forcing the Suns to make some adjustments that they didn't perhaps want to uh, with playing small ball. And as soon as they put Aiton in, he puts like uh, Nicholas Batum back in to, to switch to small ball and really target Aiton in, in the pick and roll and offensively uh, five out. So I think he just completely took Aiton out of the game defensively because Aiton's a really good defender. People don't recognize that because he's, yeah. you know, pick and roll, big dunks, flashy plays, but defensively he's pretty solid and his athleticism really helps him get those blocks in and just make people change the angle of their shots you know that that, that helps a lot when you're defending and but I feel like for some of the coaches that you mentioned like Doc Rivers for example uh, I know that in the past he's choked a lot in the playoffs and he's not made adjustments but I think this time it wasn't entirely his fault that you know his team didn't do well because the second best player on his team was he could. He didn't even want to take a shot. You know? Like in the yeah. fourth quarter, he took two shots in all the games combined. So, it's. I think that's um, that's not something that you can change as a coach. You can't like you can tell him to shoot as much as you want to, but um, I feel like you know if he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to. You know, no, yeah. no coach is like okay when you have an open layup, don't shoot. No one says that. Like it's just self-explanatory. You know, you don't have to tell your players like yeah when you have an open dunk. Better take that dunk, bro. Be confident. <laughs> like it's like it's it's self like you don't mention that to people. You know, it, it doesn't even come in your mind. It's like, oh, it's an open dunk. You're gonna take it. But I don't know. Some players need a push, I guess. So we shouldn't be too harsh on them. But that's the perfect yeah. segue to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, sir. Uh, the perfect segue, Mister Budenholzer. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we have Bucks and uh, Hawks game five. 5.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern time. Game five of the series. And the big news is Giannis is going to be out for tonight's game. Mm. Uh, that was the news today. I'm not sure about Trey Young yet, but uh, Giannis with the hyper-extended knee, he's going to be out. Man, that was a that was a freak injury. And when I saw that... Wait, sorry, I was... can I get my food? We can, like, stop the recording okay. and then <laughs> and, like start from the Eastern Conference yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right, so we're back. Uh, Zen had to get his food. He ordered food in the podcast. He's not taking this seriously. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it I have other commitments, so. Yeah, fair enough. But um, we were talking about Bucks and Hawks game five. And we just mentioned the big the big news is that Giannis was announced out for tonight's game because of his hyperextended knee. And we're not sure about Trey Young. Also, uh, Clint, Capella, uh, Clint Capella is questionable because of the face thing he like he got hit in the face last game i think he's gonna play probably but we'll see but uh this series man this is uh i'm so disappointed in milwaukee um like my bias is like i want milwaukee to win because i really like that team i really like the players on the team i'm a huge fan of Giannis, but the way they're playing man just every time i watch them i just get more sad and I think most of it is the coach, in my opinion, Mr. Bulldozer. Um, doesn't make any adjustments in the playoffs. In the playoffs. He did. Drop to... in cover, man. You just drop back and that's it. Yeah. Are you give, defend? give Kevin Durant so much space. I don't know why. <laughs> Never double him. But eh, whatever. They got they won that series somehow. And they lost game four in the most disappointing fashion. The first, like, this was the game where everybody thought Milwaukee's just going to come out here and dominate. No Trey Young. And Milwaukee won game three, so they have that momentum, and no Trey Young would make it so much better. The fir- They came in f- uh, first half. They, no, they, 
But the first half score was Atlanta 51 to Milwaukee 38. When you go down 13 to a team that's starting Lou Williams, I'm not no offense to Lou Williams, but he's like 35. Take that back, man. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Sure. Okay, sure, but like he's 35. And you have I think I think Lou Williams is one of the best scorers in the league when it, when it, when he gets hot. I don't think there's anyone or like a few players in the league that can get as hot as this guy when he's on point. Uh, and also when he's passing the ball like that, he had eight assists in the in this game. So yeah. when he's passing and scoring, I think he's an unstoppable guard. And I don't know. I think he was he played like phenomenal in this game. He yeah, did he, what the coach asked him to do. He filled like that Trey Young role really well because one thing that Clipper uh, Atlanta uses, Atlanta is very heavy on the pick and roll. They'll sell a lot of picks, whether it be Kevin Huerter. Is that Kevin Huerter or Herder? Herder. Her, because I keep saying his name like it's not from US. <laughs> Kevin Huerter. Mr. Uh, Huerter? <laughs> it's Kevin Herder. He sells a lot of picks. Capella has been making a living on setting picks on picking rolls and getting to the basket for lobs and stuff. Yeah. Lou Williams filled that role very well. He was. He was playing like how Trey Young would play. Spicy Lou Will, baby. Spicy Lou Will. <laughs> Sweet Lou. Sweet, Sweet Lou. Lou. <laughs> I'm Milwaukee, man. That's just disappointment. Giannis was not the best in the first half, but then he started the second half more aggressive, which I liked. But unfortunately, he went down. And you would think, like, uh, I don't want to, I know I'm roasting Milwaukee too much, but you would think when their best player goes down, there's something that changes, like, oh, we got to step up, man. Our, our brother is down. <laughs> they have to step up in this game. I think Atlanta was, like, stepped up after that. From the like, first oh, shit, minute. Giannis is down? Okay, all right. Yeah. Now we're going <laughs> to be this more dominant. Yeah. But, Lou, uh, but Drew Holden and Chris Middleton, man, 6 or 17, both of them. And Brooke Lopez just allowed anybody to score because that's what Brooke <laughs> Lopez does, apparently. So, that game, they lost 110 to 88. And... I that game, man, that kind of changed my mind on how the series will turn out. Because I thought, like, when before the series, I thought it would be uh, Bucks in five, but then Hawks won the first game, so I was like, Bucks in six. Because I think Atlanta's gonna go back home and win one because uh, they're really good, uh, a really good uh, team, a really good team at home, and that crowd is very hot. But I didn't know they would win that game at home, even with Giannis playing and with no Trey Young. So this made me change my mind. I don't like if Giannis is out. I don't think Milwaukee is gonna win this series. What do you think? Uh, okay. So for me, the key is Chris Middleton. Um, that's it. Like it's as short as that because that guy is capable of getting you twenty points in a quarter, six of eight from three, where his entire team shoots five three pointers. He can get six on his own. Uh, he can completely kill you on the mid range game. His post game is strong. He can drive, get whatever he wants. He can pull up from anywhere if he wants to, and he's making those shots. But or or, or so he can do this. This he's amazing. Or he can do the complete opposite. So he can get you like four of sixteen from the field, zero of eight from three, and passing up open looks to Drew Holiday and other players on the team because he's not feeling it or he's not confident enough in his shot. So if you take that game out when in which he scored those 20 points in that 38-point game, he's been averaging 15 points on 34% shooting from the field. And that, as a second-best player and now the first-best player in Game 5, I don't think that's going to win you the game. So for me, it all depends on which Chris Middleton shows up. Is it the Chris Middleton that is awesome and can score 40 points in the game and 6 of 8 from 3? 
or is the is it the Chris Middleton that's not so awesome and can score three of seventeen from the floor and zero of eight from three? So that is for me is the key for the game because I I don't know what it is, man. I can't predict Chris Middleton. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. He's not. I don't think he chokes. It's just he's so inconsistent. You know, like that's just his entire game. So if he has one good game. I do give Milwaukee a chance, even without Giannis. If he can have one good game, so one game in which he says, "Okay, I'm getting 40 tonight," and he can't do that, that's the thing. Yeah. But what version of him would show up? I don't really know, and I don't think anyone can predict that. Which is what's so interesting about Chris Middleton. You could say Drew Holiday is also the same, but he's not asked to score as much as Chris Middleton is. Yeah. That's Chris Middleton's job on the team is to score and provide that second secondary option to Giannis in the fourth quarter and be that closer. So yeah. I don't know which version is going to show up, but I think that's the key for the entire game. It doesn't matter what, what Atlanta does or what Milwaukee does, but if Chris Middleton can show up and get you 40, I think, I think they have a shot. Yeah. I think he has to like, as a second option on a championship team, you cannot be that inconsistent. You have to, even if you, even if Giannis is taking over, you have to have that good game of, oh, okay, I'll have 20 points. I'll have 22 points. I'll, I'll shoot well. I'll do good rebounding. To be fair, he does good rebounding, but he does not, a, he cannot be this inconsistent if they want to win the championship. Because you have guys in Atlanta. Okay, fair. John Collins is supposed to be the second guy, but he's not always the second guy the way he plays. But you have guys filling his role. You have Gallinari. You have Bogdanovich. You have Herder, not Herder. I've heard her filling that role. <laughs> you have Lou I don't know if his in. name's Herder, by the way. I I think it's Herder because that's what I've heard. I think it's Herder too. No, but I, yeah. I I think I don't know why I'm calling Herder, but it just sounds cooler, <laughs> Kevin Herder. But like, also I think it's a part of like the way they're coached. I know, I know, I know. I'm <laughs> I'm going too much on the Milwaukee coach, but when you have nobody else to step in, and the way your offense is structured, there's so much ISO, 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 ISO play, ISO this, ISO that. So there's no ball movement. Even though this guy was known for his ball movement in Atlanta when he was coaching them, there's no ball movement. And you have players that are capable of that ball movement. I think Middleton can be great off the off the ball. I think Drew can be great off the ball. I think Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez can be. Brent Forbes, for God's sake, can be great off the ball. But none of them are executing anything. There's no sets being run. They're not using their advantage, their size advantage. They're using nothing, and that's a lot of it on on the coach, in my opinion, which. Because it's the playoffs, like we mentioned, this. it's the playoffs. You cannot get away like on the in the play in the regular season. You might have uh, four game stretches where you go on a winning streak, and you're playing uh, OKC Thunder, you're playing Sacramento Kings, you're playing Washington Wizards, and you finish it off with Detroit Pistons. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good four series. That that'll be like an easy four game winning streak. But it's not like those teams are like, oh, let's play, let's put the wall in, or like let's play box and one because those teams don't know any better. But when you get to the playoffs, especially this deep, there's a reason the play the teams are getting into the playoffs this deep. There's a reason Atlanta is beating the Sixers because they know how to play, they know how to adjust. Mm. And a guy like Budenholzer, I think he's been very lucky to have Giannis on his team. He's been very lucky to have Chris Middleton on his team. And mm. this is a make or break series for this guy, in my opinion. If he doesn't. If he doesn't wake up and finally change something and finally change their defensive scheme or actually have ball movement on offense, I think they're done. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the adjustments are, I think I agree with you to the fact that he should have made adjustments earlier in the series and the series they played before. 
Uh, of course, like you mentioned in the in the regular season, teams aren't really paying much attention to shutting you out completely. Yeah. Depending on you know what their purpose is in in the in the season, some some teams just want to tank. Some teams just have already clinched those playoff spots yeah. that they want, so they don't play as hard. You know, there's many factors, but. I feel like also it's hard to make adjustments against Atlanta in particular because they have so many X factors. If you think about it, they have so many players that can get you 20 to 25 points on efficient shooting any night. So Trey Young, obviously, we know he's good. John Collins can get hot. Clint Capella, obviously, is their lob threat. Uh, Gallinari can get hot as hell. Like yeah. He can score, you know, five or five from three. And he's coming from the bench. Yeah, coming from the bench. Lou Williams, Williams, like I've yeah. mentioned, sweet Lou, he can he can catch fire and score like seven of nine. He actually did score seven of nine from the field yeah. uh, last game and get you like 20 points. Bogdanovich can hit five threes of eight shots and get you 20 points. Who else is there? Cam Reddish, even though he just came back, he's not been, you know, his old yeah. self, but he can get you 12 to 13 quick, easy points. Based Herger off can of get his, hot too. Yeah. Herger can get hot and get his own shot off the dribble. So I feel like it's harder to make adjustments for Atlanta in particular because there's so many players that they have that can get just catch fire like out of nowhere. They're yeah. having a dud one game and next game they come back at you 25 points efficiently that it's kind of hard to make adjustments for them. And that's why I, I sort of had that crazy prediction that we had in the last podcast that will never be released that yeah. that I, I thought they had, an, they had a shot at making the Eastern Conference Finals even though it was an outside, outside shot. But my reasoning for that, even I mentioned then, was that they have so many weapons that offensively that can get hard. That you know, it's hard to make those adjustments. Who do you who do you who do you take out of the game? You know, like if you take Herder out, let's say he's getting hard, they can get, they can post up Gallinari with anyone, and he can get you three buckets easily. If you take that out, Lou Williams can come in and get you eight points in like two minutes. So, it's it's so hard making adjustments for a team that has so many offensive weapons. I agree to that extent, but also the thing is like, okay, fine, you cannot stop great, great players, great scorers from scoring a lot, but they don't even make it hard for these players to score a lot. Like when where is getting a shot, where Herder, Herder is getting a shot so easily, or when Bogdanovich is open for three pointers all the time. Like I get Trey, Trey will penetrate the offense and make a shot off his own. He will make other guys be open. But when you have guys who are not necessarily as talented as Trey Young creating their own shots that 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 cannot happen if you're a championship team that's just my point but yeah you're right they got a they got a very good team in the in terms of depth and in terms of scoring um they have a lot of weapons that they can score for them so we'll see yeah how they that... just have they just have so much unpredictability you know that's why they're so exciting to watch because you don't know on any given night obviously Trey young you expect him to get 20 22 25 and 10 assists but apart from that you don't really know who's going to have a big game yeah. And which I think is very exciting to watch from a fan's perspective. For example, like you mentioned, Bogdanovich, he's been getting open looks, but there's a reason they've left him open. He's five from 26 from three before yesterday's game. So he was having a really awful series. But then, like like I said, you know, you never know who's going to get hot. He made six three-pointers last game. But he, if, he that's, if, that's, if that's Budenhoser's way of coaching, oh, he's been five for 26, let's leave him open. Uh, but then how else do you do it? You know, like you have to give them something like great offensive players. You have to give them something, you know, and I agree. Like he should make more adjustments. I'm not defending him. You know, I'm not saying, Oh, like he's, he's, he, he's been perfect or he's, you know, done what he has to do. But at the same time, I do feel like Atlanta is one of those teams in which making adjustments is harder. It's, it's not as easy as 
certain other teams like uh, the Sixers in which there's only one guy that can, uh, and Seth Curry, of course, but there's Joel Embiid is what you have to worry about uh, as being a consistent threat. So, you know, there's some teams that are one dimensional. Some teams have a lot of dimensions. So yeah, that's just my opinion. I I know I might be wrong. Yeah. uh, So Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks, game five. What do you think? Prediction time. So here are the odds for this game. This is surprising. Milwaukee is the favorite, 140, and Atlanta is the underdog with one, uh, plus 120. Sorry, uh, Milwaukee is negative 140, Atlanta is ne- plus 120, which, are, which is very surprising because I think Atlanta is going to win this. I think Atlanta is going to get Atlanta. I think Atlanta for tonight. What do you think? This is a, this game is in Milwaukee, by the way. I still think Atlanta is going to win. I think Milwaukee is going to win this game, and I think Chris Middleton will have a good game. I think he's no. I think he's going to step up. Uh, or maybe I'm just biased and I want him to step up, but I feel like no, he's... I'm biased too. I want Milwaukee to win, but I don't think they're gonna win. So you don't think? I think Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday will find a way to get it done. Um, Let's see. But you know, I'm not confident in saying that just because of the inconsistent uh, inconsistency of the, those two guys. But I feel like they do have a decent opportunity, and they should they should take it. You should seize it. Yeah. Playoff Middleton. Playoff Middleton. <laughs> Has that forty point game every time, every one series, one time, then it shuts out. Playoff Middleton. Playoff Middleton. <laughs> but speaking of betting odds, so this is a nice segue. Thank you, Zan, uh, for our next segment. So we thought this would be fun to do. So we're both, both of us are really recently has gotten into like a lot of betting on sports. Like right, let's NBA. not make it sound like we're addicted. <laughs> no, we're not addicted. I mean. How much money have you lost? Like ten thousand gamblers. <laughs> compulsive. No, we not obviously. We, we know our roles. We don't play with that much money. We oh, just, sorry. I just had to place a couple bets. Give me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just call my bookie. You know, my but bookie. <laughs> recently we've been betting a lot on NBA as well as the Euros that's been happening, and I'm pretty sure I, I think Zan has a better record than me because. He's, he has, he's very conservative. I mean, yeah, I'm very conservative. Some would say I'm, you know, too conservative, but I think it's working. My win percentage has gone down a bit. I'm not feeling the best, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I've been doing in terms of betting was the bet builder on bet365.com. By the way, I'm not saying this is like a... We're not sponsored by bet365. Well, like, we're I, definitely not sponsored by bet. I hope we can be one day. Maybe. I don't know. But... <laughs> But this is like a thing that's been a lot of fun for us to do, the bed builder on Bet365. And I thought it would be fun to see if Zen can help me make some bets tonight so I can win some money. So this yeah, I've, I've helped you win money on the Euros, right? Yeah, so. the $10, baby. That's Let's 10. Go. <laughs> so I'm going to try... $20, man. It wasn't oh, yeah, $10. Yeah, $20. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah, fair. Put some respect on my name. Yeah, <laughs> betting against North Macedonia. Let's go. <laughs> Hungry Scotland. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll try to share the screen and see okay. if you can help me win the bets. So here, I'll share. So the if screen. you win this, do I get like a cut or something, or is it just like a friend helping a friend? Uh, I don't, can you see the betting site? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We can. I'll. I can do like ten percentage to you. Ten percent? Okay. I guess that's better than nothing. All right. Let's do this. I mean, that's how NBA players pay their agents, right? Oh no, Maverick Carter gets at least. 20%. <laughs> Man, we gotta talk about the shop one episode, but 
So here, as you can see, like they have so like the bed builder thing is very good because they have a lot of mm. options for you to do. One thing I really like is the points milestones because it's so much easier than points straight up. Mm. So, oh, they only have four options. Okay, that, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Why do they only have Atlanta? <laughs> are they are they recalculating because Giannis is out? I'm gonna refresh and just make sure. Just just refresh it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they have only four options? <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Okay, that, that seems to be the all. Wait, wait, what? Actually, there's only four options? So there's only three options for this, too. Oh, yeah, I think because Giannis probably, you know, they got the news recently, so they're starting, trying to recalculate. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should save this for another day because <laughs> I'm not going to bet on this. Like, what is this? <laughs> She's so limited. <laughs> Look at this. Players do- I only got these two? Come on. Double, double, Clint Capella? I'd take that. No? I, I don't know yet because he hasn't had double doubles in the last two games. Did he have double double last game? No. Yeah, he was fifteen and seven, and the one before yeah. he didn't have double double. So I'm not gonna risk it on him. But man, I wanted some bets. Bet something on Middleton or something. But... Yeah, no, I was gonna say probably bet Middleton point. I don't know what the point spread. Oh, is, I think but... he would score twenty. Like he would find a way yeah. to score twenty tonight. Oh, there we go. There... Oh, wait, okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, there we go. Yes, okay. sir. We saved our podcast. Let's go. <laughs> so points milestone. I think. Middleton's going to score 21 points. This is such, such a like, bad odds. This is so easy. So so you're not, you want to like do more? Or? I want to do something that would help me like do all the 20. No, I don't take that. How about 50? No, that's a lot. That, 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 that shit odds, dude. All right, go to Chris Middleton. Yeah. And like, can you do, can you change the points like from 20? 25? Oh, I don't know, man. I think he's going to go 25. He has to. Like, I who else so. is going to yeah, get, yeah. like, 25? Who's, who else is going to score? Like, Giannis is 30 points every game, so he has to get more. He has to, you know? Like, Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go Middleton 25. And no, I'm not saying he'll have, like, a crazy shooting game, but he's just going to get so many more shots, you know? He's, like, their number one option now. So, he just has to get 25. I'll go Middleton 25. I'll, I, I believe in this. I, me too, yeah. <laughs> in terms of points, there's one that's always like really sneaky that helps me out is the PJ Tucker. He's definitely gonna get over 1.5 points. He always gets that, so I'm gonna bet on that too. That would just help me increase the odds better. Okay. So I'm gonna add PJ Tucker. <laughs> I'm such a risk taker, right? Over 1.5 points. So let's go to this. Let's go to points. I just want to see if there's anything that is worth the value in there. Hmm, I don't know. Wait. Wait, what was the Drew Holiday one? Over 17.5 points. Oof, those are good odds, though. I don't know. I It's risky, right? Because Drew Holiday has been inconsistent. See, that's the thing with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. They're like, for Chris Middleton, I feel like he has to he has to get 25. At least yeah. one of them has to get 25, you know? But like, what about this one? I think, wait, not this one, but how about this? <laughs> I think this is a good thing. I think this will happen. How about this? Clint Capella over 6.5 points. Yeah, that's three loves. That's probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna get that. So I'll put that one, and then and anything else. Bogdan, hmm, I think this can happen too. What do you think? Yo, Bogdan's very very streaky, like I said. So, but like the Atlanta role players, uh, except Clint Capella, I think they they either go bonkers or they just go duds. You know, like Kevin Herter goes really good, but then some games he gets two points. So let me see what's Trey Young's status because if Trey Young is not in there, I think Bogdan can get at least eleven points. Trey Young injury. Okay, there's no news on Game Five with Trey Young injury. This is a debate. I'll, okay, I'll go back on this one, but 
Bobby Portis over ten. Nah, I don't think he will. Right? Yeah. Nah. If he does that, I'd be pretty surprised. Like I. John Collins. I think he can get this. John Collins. John Collins, ten point five. Mm-hmm. What's the other options? Can I see the other options? Kevin Huerter. No, no. I mean, like John Collins, but like oh. point spreads. How about under under? Well, how about under fifteen point five? Under is so risky. I don't like. No, unders. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying I want to check the oh. odds. That will increase a lot. <laughs> Ooh. But it's risky, yeah. It's very risky, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like this could happen, though. Can't it? How many points do you have last game? Oh, you have four points. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with the Atlanta role players. It's, it's very unpredictable, you know. You can't, like, rely. But yeah. rebounds, like John Collins rebounds. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's see assists first. Okay, I'm good. Oh, Drew Holiday. No, that's a lot. What's the other options for Drew no, Holiday? No, that's, that's, the, that's the first. Over 9.5. No. Yeah. Like, this would sound Ooh. good in theory, but I don't trust it. You don't trust it? No. That's one pass, man, in the entire game. Yeah, but Capella, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll go back to that one too, but, but I, I don't trust this one nah. either. This one can no. be, but I don't trust it either. No. Not this one either. No. How about this? I feel like they get them in there because they know that, you know, like people are going to be like, oh, this is just one assist. Yeah, right? That's what I was thinking too. Because so, they're big men. They don't, they're not like... They're not like Draymond where they ru- help run the offense. They're like, yeah. they catch the like ball. John Collins never has the ball in his hands except for catch and shoot and for layups or dunks. So, yeah. So I let's hold off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hold off on that. Yeah. How about assist milestones? Okay. Brooklyn, hell no. This is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not gonna... Maybe. But, but if I'm it's gonna not going to happen, why can't you bet under? No, I cannot bet under, on, like no, for like the other ones, for the other. Assists. No, but the other one is under zero point five assists. That's a bad risk, because what if they get one assist? Like you, that's like if it was like one point. Like, okay, how about? No, I see. I see. For okay, how about Drew Holiday? Go for Drew Holiday. Like, can you do under? See, you could, right? Like, you Should think I this is this? you? Th- you think nine point five is not gonna happen, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. So if you don't think it's gonna happen, I think it's yeah. A good... Screw it. Gotta take some risks. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him get 10 in the first half. <laughs> Pick and roll with Bobby Portis. Um, so I don't know if this can happen, but I'm not gonna bet on it. This will definitely not happen ever. This can guy you probably bet under that. <laughs> this guy probably let me see what it says. This guy probably has like two assists as career high or something. Okay, I'm, yeah, oh, look see, at that. I'm not so betting on that. These odds are so bad. <laughs> Uh, I think this can happen, but I don't want to bet on it. No, I think this should happen. This? Wait, hold on. Not this? seven, five, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to bet on it because it doesn't right. help the, us that much. So hmm. I'll go on rebounds. Okay, rebounds. Rebound. Clint Capella? Uh, let's see. This is the biggest sham ever. <laughs> this guy, he will never get 5.5 rebounds ever again. What is he averaging this series? Let me see. He's averaging 2.8 rebounds. Seven footer. Oh my god! So why don't you do under? Under? Because <laughs> I'm scared. I don't know. <laughs> like, let's see what he's averaging in the playoffs in terms of rebound. How the hell is he averaging six rebounds? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't want. Brooklyn is a decent then. player. But... Yeah, don't do that. He got he got he got five rebounds last game, so I'm not gonna risk this. But ah, I'm good. I'm not gonna bet on this. 
this is like risky because like what if you what's get, the like, other options here? This can get like he can get ten rebounds, so I don't know. Um, I don't know about this one. This one, I'm mm. not sure. I'll, I think rebound milestone is better though. This definitely not happening. This might happen, but I don't want to bet on it. Oh, this is a good one, man. This John one, Collins? I think it's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. He got like he got seven rebounds, so it's risky. Eight point five. Uh, it's risky, but it's eight fifty. Oof. Yeah. John Collins is a pretty much a double double threat every night. I'm gonna. I might think about that. I'll come back to it. Oh, maybe you could just do mi- milestones, right? Yeah, milestones the, is better yeah. for this because, like, Rima's milestones. I'm not going to even do this one because I, I did this twice and I got screwed over because Brooke Lopez doesn't rebound for whatever reason. I think this doesn't really help me increase the odds, but this will happen, I think. I think this is a good one. What about what do you think about this one? Yeah, that's good. I'll add this one. Even though it doesn't help me that much, but it's a decent odd. But let's see John Collins on this one. Yeah. Oh, yo, for yeah. sure. What yeah, the let's hell? do it. I'll do that. How about Capella? Oh, uh, no, but it doesn't DK. help me. Like, look, it doesn't help me increase it. Oh, okay. If I do 10, maybe, but. Uh, nah, I'll... 10 is risky. Yeah. Three is made. Oh, Chris Middleton over three. Oh, I like this. Over 2.5. Do you think so? His three point shooting has been uh, awful. But that one game, he had six on eight, man. Yeah. How about Drew? How about uh sorry, uh Brooke Lopez? Oh, this is good. But he will he make two? Because a lot of games he's he made just doesn't two take in the last bonus. two games, I think. No, he made one last last game, and the one before that where he won, he didn't make anything. I know that because I bet on him making one three pointer. He let me down. So <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come back to this one. Drew Holiday over now. Nah, I don't, I don't think this is a good bet, but Bogdanovich maybe. Ooh. I think this is a good one. Maybe I'll go back to the Middleton one. This is I think should do. This might, but I don't want to bet on it. This is yeah, not going to happen. PJ Tucker's a good one, man, I think. But he's so off. Like, sometimes he just has games where, like, his three-point shooting will not fall. His layups will not fall. But this is the biggest scam ever. Because, <laughs> like, this guy can hit four threes in a game. But then some games he'll, like, shoot, like, two for six, you know? But, oh, my God. Man, Brent Forbes, I hate this guy. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just... Hate betting on him. Okay, how about this one? What if I do this? What if I do this? Mm. This is the same as the two point five one. Mm. Should, should I do two point? I, I mean, doesn't make a difference. What if should you I, do two? Oh, help me a little bit, not much. I think you should do two for Middleton and two for Drew. How about that? I think that's realistic. Two for Drew? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll let me, I'm I'm hesitant on Drew, but let's see. Yeah, that can help me a lot. Should I do that? I think yeah. he, like, these players yeah. have to do something like in the yeah. game because like Giannis is not going to be there, right? So. Yeah, you're right. Three's main milestones. Oh, this can be nice. Should I do this one? I think I can do this one. One three-pointer. He can do one three-pointer, right? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good one. Look how much yeah. it will help me. Go from 850 to 1200. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Yes, sir. And then... Hmm. Bogdan, Bogdan. Let's see two three pointers. Look, look. If I do one three pointer, it will help me. It will decrease the odds for me. <laughs> so, if I do two three pointers, it will decrease oh, it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. How about John Collins? He can make one three pointer. Come on, I calculate the odds, bro. What the hell? You just did it. What are you doing? Okay, okay. I'll come back. 
I think that's enough three pointers, man. We've, we're betting on a lot of threes. Okay. In this no, game. but they shoot a lot of three pointers. Okay. And steals and blocks is one fun one which I like to do. I think I like okay, okay, three is a lot. Okay, what's going on? Why can't you calculate anything? <laughs> what the hell? I just reloaded. No, if I reloaded the bed builder, like they'll remove everything. Hold on, let me just add selections. Come on, this is a live podcast. Don't embarrass us. I <laughs> <laughs> triple double. Oh <laughs> uh, man, or maybe sh- if I bet ten dollars on this, I think I will make one twenty bucks. Right? No, no, sorry. I think if I bet ten dollars on this, let me see how much I. So for this, you get like a ten dollars free bet every day. No, sometimes they offer you ten dollars free bets because I've been betting a lot, and so that's what they offer you. You know. To keep you interested in gambling, basically. Yeah, wasting my money. <laughs> Hold on, let me try again because like this thing is annoying. Come on, I want to add more prop prompts. Come on, this is so embarrassing. Reload it, man. Okay, remember these. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna remember any. Okay, it's there. Nice. It's still nice. there. <laughs> no, on the phone and screws up. Drama dude. king. <laughs> I'm not LeBron. I'm sorry. It's a drama king, but okay. But what happened? Did something happen? Like, oh man, they do this sometimes. Like, come on, you just calculated the odds, but look at this. I, I can't this even. Good. Like, oh, you can't even do it now. Come on, bet three sixty five. We gave me a free promotion, and you do this to us. What is going on? <laughs> look, I'm refreshing it. Okay, I'll I'll hold on. I'm gonna. This is a, by the way, this is a preview of what we're going to do. Like, so don't get spoiled here. I'll go bet 365 again. Okay. I'm going to, I'm still there, but I cannot bet anymore. What the hell? This is. Are they like casually? Oh my God. This is, this is frustrating, man. This is great podcasting. (laughs) Okay, let me clear. But I mean, I think we have. Oh yeah, well, I could just start a new one. Oh wow, they're so. I think we hacked the system. I think we had such a good bet that they had to like not let us make that. Right. Bet, you know? All right. Let's. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna. Fa- I'm gonna in edit. I'm gonna fast forward to this part because nobody wants to see this. So okay. let's just. Yeah, I'll do it quickly. I right, guess so we re- re- uh, fast forward that part because bet three six five screwed us. <laughs> yeah, forget. We didn't remember all the best that we did. Maybe we should have. Stop the video and went back and see what it was, but whatever. We did some of them, and our bot and our bet went to our bet odds went lower to plus nine hundred. Uh, so <laughs> we just gonna have to make more odds. We just have to make more bets to. Yeah, plus nine hundred is such a good uh, bet. Yeah, for ten dollars, that would be nice. But let's do. There's one that I really like to do: steals and blocks, because like some mm. players just get steals and blocks randomly. Oh, I'm thinking about this, but I'm not sure. Can you get three? Can you get two steals and one blocks, for example? I think he can, man. Last game he had zero for both. <laughs> so I take it back. Uh doesn't he average two steals a game? I think the regular season, like this how many have been averaging in the playoffs? Let's see. True holiday. They're averaging 1.3 steals. Mm, most risky then. This is kind of good because this guy for whatever reason is getting a lot of steals, actually. All right, let's do it then. Let's do it. It helps your odds a lot, actually. Yeah. I think that's good. What else do you... We can add more. We can add more. A gambler. Yes, sir. 
there's one that I really like to do is these combos sometimes because like some of them are so easy. Like this is I think is gonna happen, but I'm not gonna bet on this. But like let's see. Hmm. Oh, this? No, 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 points and assists. He can have like eight points and one assist, so I'm not gonna bet on this. This can be good, but Tucker. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. No, I don't think so. Hmm, no. No. Oh no. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> this guy's gonna get nine points and zero assists, bro. Nah. Nah, that's not good. And uh, let's see. Assist and rebounds are nice sometimes. This has a chance of happening, but I'm not gonna bet on it. Go for Drew. Drew. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No? Yeah. That's like, like a triple double, basically. Well, yeah, he has to get like yeah, ten, like nine and nine, eight. nine and eight, or ten and seven. Yeah, yeah. Clint Capella, maybe. Ooh, it's risky, right? No, that's not, that's not a good bet. Yeah. No. Oh, yo, this is good. You think so? Yeah, seven point five for Bogdan. But he has the ball in his hands with uh, with Trey out. Let's assume, and even with Trey in. He does get like three or four rebounds every game, so he needs like a couple assists, right? He got five assists and three rebounds, so he barely beat this. So I don't know. Mm. Let's go back on this one, but okay. uh, this maybe, nah. but nah, nah, no, nah. Mm. Oh, it's assist and rebounds for PJ Tucker and six point five. Yeah, I was thinking maybe. No, this is a. Oh, I don't know. Just try to change that and make it like. Can you change it? Under. Oh, it's under and over. What if I do under oh, for what like about Drew Holiday under? It doesn't help me that much. Oh yeah, because they know it's not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna happen. I think Huerta. I keep saying like okay, I'm gonna used to saying calling Huerta. No, I don't know. This could have happened. Like last week it was six point five, and I thought it could happen. But well, let's see this bomb. Let's see. Okay, okay. I gotta be nicer. I cannot call him bombs. Ben Forbes, two point five assists and rebounds. I don't know. I'm good. I don't know, man. <laughs> Such risky bets. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that we can bet on? How about the spread? I don't think that's a good bet, but... Yeah, these are very unpredictable, right? What if I did this? What do you think about this one? So, plus 10.5 is that Atlanta will be leading by 10.5? No, plus 10.5 is like, let's say Atlanta loses by 10. They still win the bet because they're plus 10.5. But if they lose by 11, they're not... Because it's like, let's say the score is 99 to... Let's say the score score is like 89... Atlanta and 100 Milwaukee, right? Hmm. And you add 10.5 to that, it'll be 99.5. So that bet doesn't hit. But if, they're, uh, they, if they lose 90 to 100 and you do this, they'll be 105 at plus 10.5. So they'll win that. You know what I mean? Oh. So it... Hmm. I feel like this can happen. What do you think? I don't think if Milwaukee wins, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Or I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think I should put this in? What See, I'm think? not, I don't usually do point spread, so I'm not like the best at this, but I think that, I think you're right. It's going to be a close game. Okay. Basically, this means it's going to be a close game, right? Yeah, screw it. I'll put it in. Yeah. I got money to waste. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, then put PJ Tucker four three pointers. <laughs> Let's see how, hold on, hold on. There's three ways milestone. Let's see how much that will help us. Wow, <laughs> that would make like okay. I want to see like let's just add it to see how much how much money would that be? Oh my god, look at that! 
But of course, I'm not doing that because I'm not stupid. So what happened? No, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that because I'm not <laughs> stupid. But so here, hold on. I'm just gonna add some things to just even like I'm gonna add some small things to even make the thing better. Mm, let's see what. Okay, I'll do points milestones because they're easiest. Like this can def- okay, that's not gonna help me. What if I do ten? You didn't. You think I should do this one? Ten- I think he's gonna get ten points, right? He's yeah. gonna get ten. Yeah. That's it. Let's do it. Let me just remove this one. Where's the one with four three pointers? I'm not doing that. <laughs> where, where is it? Oh, this one. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I'm not doing that. So I'll do this. My free t- ten dollar bet from bet365.com. If you want, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. Um, so yeah, let's hope that I win two hundred fifty dollars. And I get I get twenty five if you win, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. My bookie. Let's do it. I think those are good. I think I think those are pretty good. I think. Let's see which one. Like which one do you think has like is the most riskiest one? I think the riskiest one for me is the Brook Lopez one. No, he can make one three pointer. Come on. I don't know, man. He's hot or cold. You know what I mean. He's not like he's very inconsistent. What do you think? I think the uh, hard. I think this one, Drew Holiday. Yeah, I the three pointers are risky, but I, I, I mean, I just back Milwaukee because they're at home. So yeah, what if this screws this one happens? That's somehow. not gonna happen. Eleven assists, like I don't think so. Yeah. All right, so that's it. And it's a free bet, anyways, right? So you're like, yeah. you're not losing. Field God, though. please help him, boy. Please, please, please. Okay. When it's becoming religious slowly, <laughs> <laughs> only when betting. <laughs> Which is the opposite of religious order. But whatever, we're not going to get into that. That's a, another topic for another day. Um, so one, another segment that we want to finish this podcast off is the trade machine. So we see a lot of trades happening and we thought it would be really fun to go on trade machine and judge other people's trades. Because, yeah. you know, we're such trade experts and we're applying to front <laughs> office jobs, you know. Zen wants to be a trade critic for the Celtics. I want to be a trade critic. For the I want to be an ESPN insider. Yeah. Yeah. Like Wojnowski, yeah. right? Yeah. Big Woj. So and we're just going to go to the site, fansport.com. Again, fansport. If you want to sponsor us, that's fine. But uh, we're going to look at some trades that people propose. And we're going to either roast them. Sorted, gonna... sorted by top so that we can see like, okay, you know. this. I, I did it by just... top, but so, okay, yeah. This week, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's see, look at this one. Jazz and uh, uh, GSW, making moves for contention. Kings in Houston, restructure around the young court. Let's see what this trade is. So the Kings get Andrew Wiggins, 22 first-round lottery protected, which is not going to be anything because we're going to be good next year. Minnesota has a lottery pick, so that's going to be good for Kings. But who? Uh, so Jazz get Eric Pascal and Kelly Oubre, which I don't know why they would help them, but sure. And two, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was not enough. So they got to get two second round picks. Wow. And Warriors get back Harrison Barnes. They get Joe and Bunny Hield and Joe Ingles and Christian, Christian Wood. And <laughs> first round. Wow. As if that was not enough. They have to get a first round from the Kings. The Kings get Vigans and they get, and they have to give up all this. And wise men. Oh yeah, the Rockets get nothing. They get. They, get, they lose Christian Wood and they get James Wiseman in a first round pick. That's the worst trade I've seen in my entire yeah, life. This is going to be the worst ridiculous. Trade. Okay, so why would anyone except the Warriors do this? Because the Warriors are going to get like yeah. four. Re- like, they're basically going to get like a starting five, right? Like, look at this Harrison Barnes, Joe Ingles, Christian Wood, and Buddy Heald. 
So I, I guess this guy's part of the Warriors sub subreddit or whatever this is, is because this has the Warriors picture. Oh, okay. Like the Rockets are getting ripped off in this trade. They're only getting Wiseman in. Oh yeah, look, look at him trying to justify Kings and Houston restructure on the young core. What young like core are they restructuring? James Wiseman, what? There's no core. They're, like they're losing thing. their young core in Christian Wood, and they're getting James Wiseman. Wow. Okay, but the Kings aren't. The Kings are getting Andrew Wiggins, who's not like a young core anymore. That guy's like, <laughs> he's been in the league for a long time. <laughs> Buddy Hill and Barnes, and they're losing draft picks. Like, why? Why, why the, would the Jazz do this? Why would the Jazz give up? Like, there's why are the Warriors are getting candidate, like Joe Ingles for Eric Pascal. Like, Eric Pascal's <laughs> a nice player, but Joe hey, they're getting Oubre, I guess, and Kelly Oubre. This doesn't make any sense. Sign like, and trade. Wow, okay. Yeah, okay. Warriors plus 10 wins, and the Leicester like minus four wins, minus three wins. This is a terrible trade for all teams. I don't know is if there... you should say his name or we should blur his name so he doesn't get hate, but. Nah, it's fine. Screw this guy. This guy's screw this guy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no team except the Warriors. No team would want this. Like, let's be honest. What a foolish trade. Let's go yeah. to the next one. <laughs> God, come on, make some sense, guys. All right, this is this guy is called Presti Prodigy. So I'm gonna guess he's a big Thunder fan. So build to Sixers, Simmons to Warriors, OKC get Wiseman, Wizards rebuild. So. Thunder gets Wiggins and Wiseman. Okay. I guess I guess it's good because Wiggins contract because they want to eat up the, all the contracts yeah warriors get ben simmons which is not that bad but i don't know if that's a good fit with draymond i don't think that's a good fit because like they basically do the same thing right yeah. bad shooters but they're good good with the ball run the offense good defenders sixers get beal of course they get beal yeah and wizards get wizards get every uh, it's not too bad but these are not good draft picks <laughs> and they're getting mm. Kemba, uh, which is okay. Jordan Poole had a good season, but it's not that great. How would Kemba fit with Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I think I think I think the guy thinks that Wizards gonna get Kemba and they're gonna trade Kemba again. Okay. Or this could be Skip Bayless because Skip Bayless thinks that Westbrook <laughs> is going to Lakers, so he's assuming they're gonna have Kemba as their. Point I mean, guard. I think if this trade were to happen, I think the 76ers quite clearly win the trade. Oh Kevin yeah, Bradley for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Warriors, is it like? Why do we, why would Wizards do this trade? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe using the first round picks to, okay. So see, it's 20, 2021 round one. So that's the seventh pick. So that's like that's a good pick, I think. This is a good pick, but this is not a good pick. I mean, yeah, that's not. This a good is not pick. a good pick, and this we might don't not know be about that pick. yet, right? So like, no, but there's no the way future? that they'll be that bad this soon. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know about that, but let's see. Uh, like, I don't know. This I can see this. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Warriors would not do this though, because the Ben Simmons and Draymond are pretty much replaceable. Like they're a perfect substitutes, you know. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that'll be a very funny paradox. You have a backcourt of the best shooters of all time, and you have the frontcourt of the guys who cannot shoot to save their life. Yeah, I think the Warriors need someone who can shoot, like Bradley Beal and Ben Simmons. If you switch those, that would be, but that wouldn't be a trade because the Sixers yeah. already have Ben Simmons. Here. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Wizards gonna accept that, but that <laughs> yeah. was a that was a better trade than the first one. That was better than the first one. Up to one path for the Warriors. Getting okay, when you see Aaron Baines as the main guy, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> so Warriors get Barnes and Anobi. Wow, Ooh, okay. Anobi, what? <laughs> Kings get Baines and Ubre on two first round Warrior picks, and Raptors get Wiggins and Bagley on first. Oh, round is this picks. guy a Raptors fan? No, I think this guy's a Warriors fan. I think this is 
No, look, the Kings are losing, losing this trade. The Kings are losing this trade, of course. Because Warriors but... are getting the two best players in the trade. I think. I don't no, know. Wiggins. I think, uh, I, don't I think Wiggins and Bagley are good players. Like they can provide offense, and Wiggins has improved defensively a lot this year, also. So, and they're getting a first round pick from the Kings, which is you know, it's going to be valuable. So I guess. But I don't I think, think this guy, is a good trade. Yeah, this is a. I think personally, I think Wiggins would be really good in Toronto just because it's from Canada. I know that they don't necessarily need a wing anymore because they have an Anobi. I, this is, I know this trade is replacing Anobi Wiggins, but on paper, Wiggins would not be a great fit because they already have a lot of wings there with Gary Trent and Anobi. But I think Wiggins, regardless, would be great for Toronto. Like to, For Toronto to have a Canadian player, I know they have Chris Boucher, but to have a decent Canadian player would be great for the team. I agree. I think, I think this could so, be a plausible trade. Oh, and get, the Kings are getting both the Warriors first round picks, like pick seven and pick yeah. 14. So, you know, those are good picks. I, I guess, yeah, it's not that bad if you think Yeah, about. this is a good trade, I think. And Warriors would be stacked if they get these two. Oh, yeah, they would be defensively also really good. Like, Anobi yeah. is a good defender. Because this guy is not going to have, yeah, this guy's going to fit easily because he used to play for that team. And, yeah. And Anobi would be a great, like, small forward, power forward defender. Hmm. And yep. he would help Draymond play the center more. So yep, exactly. That would yep, be a good. A that would be a decent trade. trade. That, that was a nice one. Uh, yeah. Jagger, Jaggeron. I don't know how to say that. Whatever. But that would be a good trade. Let's see this one. See, I come to Warriors trade, but that's actually worthwhile for Toronto. <laughs> Who the hell is this? <laughs> All right. Oh, it's just picks, I think. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. So Warriors get Rodney Hood and Pascal Siakam. Rockets Ooh. get Rocket, the Rockets get these two. Why are Rockets even included? I'm not losing any player. I'm not getting any player. I don't get this. It's just the I think to yeah. make the cap space work. Yeah. Rockets. Uh, wait, Raptors get Andrew Wiggins and Wiseman and two first round picks. Yo, but I think this would, is a good trade. No, but why, why would Rockets do this? Because Rockets are getting pick number four and pick number uh, seven, right? Instead of one, they already they yeah, have but one they already pick, have pick right number now. two. Why would they lose? No, that? but then they're trading that for two like potential good players, right? Like pick number four and pick number seven. I guess, but I don't know. I think this is a plausible trade, and and the Raptors are getting so much value. Like yeah, they're getting Raptors the second getting number pick. second pick and number seven pick. Number 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 fourteenth pick, guys. Yeah, yeah. And then also they're getting Andrew Wiggins and Wiseman. So that's I think that's good. So wait, would that be too much for Toronto then? I don't think so, because Pascal Siakam's like an all-star caliber player, right? So, I guess Rodney Hood have... had a terrible season, but I think but he's he really did... good as a. No, like I a... think as a bench player he would be great. Yeah, for the as a sixth yeah. man or as a seventh man, I think he's good. This, this is, is also a really decent trade, man. Nice. Oh my god! Oh, wow, what delusion! Let's see the Eric Pascal and Wiggins as the centerpiece. Open. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they get picks, but I wouldn't do this trade. Sorry? They get picks, but I would not do this trade at all. What is this? This is a Sorry. ridiculous trade. Why would the where would Damien Lillard fit? That's my question. Like when Clay comes back. I think they will find a way, but I think like regardless, like why would the Blazers lose their best player for this? What is this? Andrew Wiggins, Eric Pascal, James Wiseman. I don't know, man. I think James Wiseman gets hated on a lot for no reason. No, I, think, I think he needs some time. <laughs> Wiseman will be fine. I just think. Right now, his trade value is not that high. Just because he's a rookie and he didn't have the best season. So, I wouldn't put him in trades right now. But that's just my opinion. Oh, the Knicks. The Knicks are involved in this. All right, let's do Knicks it. Knicks get Van Vliet. Let's see what this is. 
Next get Baines and Van Vliet. Who are we losing? Okay. Uh, okay, I'm good. I don't want to lose Mitchell Robinson. Oh, that's. I'm not, I, I think wanna, this is a no, this is I, a decent I, trade I, also. I wouldn't want this as a name, and we're losing quickly too. I'm not. I don't want this. I'm no, good. but you're getting Van Vliet, man. Yeah, but we're losing our center. And but you're getting Aaron Baines also. Dude, come on, Baines. <laughs> are you kidding? I don't want Baines as our starting center. But I think the Raptors are quite clearly winning this trade. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Look at them. They're getting everything. How many picks is that? Six picks? Damn. Bro, how many picks are these guys deserve? Look, uh, and they're going to justify with, oh, yeah, we're losing Siakam and Bleed. But you're getting Riggins, and you're getting three young players, and you're getting this many picks. Hmm. <laughs> Warriors, get, look, Warriors are winning this trade kind of, too. Look at that. Siakam and Robinson. Yeah, I think the Knicks are definitely losing this. Why would, I, why would the Knicks want this? No, Van Vliet is a good player, man. Don't hate on No, Freddy. no, no. I'm not hating on Van Vliet. I'm just saying I don't want to lose Mitchell Robinson because Mitchell Robinson is a very, very Yeah, he's pretty much guy. like a double-double guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And he has like two, three blocks a game. Hmm. All right, let's look, at, let's look at two more and then let's call it okay. a day on our podcast. Oh, my God. What is this trade? Okay. Do it, do Why is everybody do getting traded here? <laughs> Kyrie decides to sell on the edge of the flat earth. Brooklyn decides to blow it up. Katie returns to the Warriors. Harden gets to Philly. This, <laughs> this sounds like a first take video like title. Okay. Andrew Riggins. Oh my god, the Warriors. Nets are getting so Jesus Christ. What is what is this wave Andrew Riggins Kyrie? <laughs> so wait, they get so they get Andrew Wiggins, they get Ben Simmons, they get Thibault, they get Wiseman, they get Maxi, they get all the first How many round picks. picks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven six. first round picks and that's four eleven picks. picks. <laughs> the Warriors get Thunder, the Warriors get Durant, and Sixers get Harden. James Harden. Hmm. I don't know, man. This is not. Why a good would? <laughs> what the hell? Is Wait, where's Kyrie in this? He just why is he getting this? waved? <laughs> what was the title? Harden Kyrie decides to sail on the edge of the platter. He's just going to leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nets are clearly... I don't know clearly because Warriors are getting direct. Let's just entertain this for the fun of the, the trade. <laughs> I, I mean, they. I mean, Warriors are getting Durant, which is like, yeah, of course, this is a winner. This is a great trade, too. This is also like, a winner for 76ers, I think. I think how would... I don't know if this is anything for the Nets. I, I, the, these picks will be all like twenty to thirty range picks. If the, if these two go to the other teams, mm. but yeah, they're getting the game changers and Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, Matthias Thybul, yeah. yeah. That team, Ben, that that will be like the big four: Ben Simmons, Andrew Wiggins, Spencer Denvidi. Yes, sir. Tyrese Maxey, James Wiseman, Tyrese Maxey. Oh my God. Imagine spending all that money to go after Harden, Durant, and Irving, and then rebuilding right after. Yeah. Wow. All right. That was a fun trade. Wow. Let's look at the last one. Who says no? Sixers. Okay, get Buddy see. Hill, first-round pick from Blazers. Kings okay. get Wiggins, and first-round picks from Warriors. Warriors get McCollum. And, oh, my God. McCollum and Ben Simmons. Trailblazers get Draymond. Draymond Green. So Blazers lose first round pick in McCollum and just get Draymond. I mean, that was not be a bad I mean, bad I think that's for... what they need, though. Like, they don't have that defensive <laughs> Yeah, but they will lose their second score. Well, I think... Warriors would seamlessly replace Draymond with Ben Simmons. And CJ McCollum. <laughs> and they would, like... Even if Clay is injured, CJ will be amazing. Or he could come off the bench, you know, like sixth man type of Jordan Clarkson type of impact. I, think, I don't think CJ will take that role, but whatever. 
What are the Kings getting? The Kings are getting the first round pick from the Warriors. Yeah, so like the seventh pick fourth, and Andrew this is the fourteenth one. This is not the Minnesota one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fourteen. And they're getting Vikings. What is this trade? I hmm. guess because they're losing Buddy Hill. Sixers, Sixers would not do this trade. Buddy Hill, the first round pick from Blazers. Yeah, I think Ben Simmons' trade value is more than that. Who says no? Sure. Six. I mean Blazers Six. or Sixers. Blazers. No, 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 no. Seventy Sixers, right? Yeah, Sixers. Yeah. I still, I still as a blaze. I don't know. As a Warriors, I might even. I don't know. But this is a weird trade. The like, Warriors would say yes, I think. I don't know if they want to lose Draymond though, because it's not all about just like how players. Play. Oh, yeah, you're just, right. Draymond's their engine, so yeah, I think yeah. Warriors and 76ers would probably say no. All right, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Who says no? We say no. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. But this is a good site. Like I, I discovered the site like a trade machine because I don't like the ESPN trade machine that much because it's so limited because they don't have mm. draft picks I think and they also don't take into account like a lot of contract situations. But fansport.com is pretty sick. And it's kind of like Reddit where you can like comment on the post and whatever. But nice, it's very nice. So that's our podcast for today, the Fadeaway Podcast. Uh, this was very fun. We broke down uh, the Blaze. I mean, not the Blaze, the Bucks and Hawks. Game five preview, and then we talked about Clippers and Suns. The Suns advancing the first final since 1993, and that was fun. And yeah, anything you want to say, Zan? No, yeah, that was awesome. I think the trade viewer was pretty cool to see what people cool. think are good trades, and quite clearly the biases they have for their teams. You know, like you can see what person supports what team just by what they think is a yeah. good trade for everyone like who would say no basically everyone yeah. except <laughs> his team would say no <laughs> are we getting waved wow yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. if i ever get that notification i think i'll just like be in so much shock like a guy <laughs> like Kyrie getting waved now but yeah so thank you guys for listening if if there's any like there's probably like 10 guys listening to this but Thank you guys for listening. We're just starting. So hopefully this. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> You're watching. But yeah. I think like what Giannis said in the practice though, that he was like only up from here. Only way up from here. So this is the only way up from here. Because I'm just yep. using Giannis mentality. Viewers can't go below zero. That's like right? the bot. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you can never go to zero. We'll be our first 10 second viewers. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, yeah, check us out. We'll have more details on like our social stuff and like our YouTube channel. Maybe we'll make an Instagram. Maybe we'll make a Pinterest. I don't know. You'll yeah. see. Maybe myspace.com we'll is sick. But <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening today. Um, it, was, um, uh, it was me, Ali, and it was me, Zen. Let's go. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening and peace. Peace.